0: I am the first Burner ever to make it.
1: Wasn't last year's champion a Burner account in Bunky Perkins?
0: I mean, it looks like it's pretty hot. The boys are steaming. It's cooking with Chef, baby. All of my will clearly be in our favor.
2: Issues going down in Baton Rouge with Ed Otron. I need them diehard gifts all, all four years. I'm not going to act like I'm
1: in tune with the program or anything or that I even know who's going where. But I was living in Florida
3: then, so Daytona Beach, uh, big NASCAR guys. Tell us about it, Jojo.
2: Whenever they revealed the Tony the Land Shark costume. I hate North Carolina's powder blues. Manny Diaz
1: is a tryhard. Yeah, I would like to argue that wearing a jersey to church is okay, especially a
4: camo one. Sundays are for church, hunting, and NASCAR. All
1: the West Virginia girls have daddy
5: issues. Yeah. Pretty sure West Virginia has like three famous porn star daughters that go there.
3: Some might say it's an actual porn hub. Big McCracken's not coaching at West Virginia anymore.
5: Navy has small decks. I'm gonna go drop my worm. Howdy.
0: Welcome
3: to the Bait Shack Podcast, presented by Hashtag Come to the Shack. Your home for freshwater fishing tips, grumblings from the grove, big game banner, and all the chum you can feed on regarding University of Ole Miss Athletics. We're coming to you from the Land Shark Lounge on Lake Sardis. So grab a cold one, sit back, and reel in the Bait Shack cast.
4: Episode 11 of the Bait Shack. It's officially flip Miss season in Oxford, Mississippi, as Lane flipped former three-star wide receiver Brandon Buckhalter from Mississippi State this evening. With early signing day just a week away, we'll look to break down what you need to know and who to keep an eye on as the excitement continues to build. We're also going to touch in on Randy's Ole Miss Twitter bracket he released on Tuesday, sending some inclusions off the rails yelling into the void about how unfair a matchup against the meat market is. And we're also joined by first round and what appears to be second round winner as well at Landshark Nation to reel in the takes with the boys. While we didn't fare too well against at LFG shirts and aren't looking to take any moral victories, I would say we didn't do too bad for a one month old startup podcast account but congratulations to the guys at grind city designs be sure to follow them at lfg shirts and we look forward to collabing on a few shirts hopefully in the near future with them you know where you'll be notified first of any breaking t-shirt news out of the shack that's right by following us on twitter and instagram at the underscore and by following us on spotify plus while you're at it be sure to subscribe and rate us five stars on apple Podcasts too by searching for the bait shack now to the man of the hour randy how do you feel today
1: knowing you set fire to some keyboards yesterday around Oxford? Accomplished. I feel like I knocked a few folks a peg down and they need to be. Some people just need to be reminded they're not as popular as I think they are. Followers is not indicative of how good you are at Twitter. Followers could be anything. You Maybe you went viral for a tweet and a lot of people followed you because of that. Maybe you're pretty. Maybe people followed you for that. Maybe you're funny, but if you're funny, you should win. And if you're matched up with somebody who has less followers than you, let's say a thousand less followers than you, you should be able to beat that person, right? Theoretically. Well, uh, yesterday and so far today, that's been proven to not always be correct. There have been some folks who had you know, a good number of followers who just just couldn't hang. They just couldn't hang in the bracket. I mean, the streets are tough out there. Twitter's proving who people like and who people don't. And so we're seeing a lot of backlash because of that.
4: I would say uh, because we have him
1: on the the show tonight,
4: uh, we did see uh, a kind of a David versus Goliath math matchup uh, that you picked. And I uh, might want to get some of your thoughts on this, but I, I do want to toss it over to Scotty uh, as at Sat Ole Miss Simp uh, is on. And, uh, I know he got paired up against the, the behemoth, which is at Bunky Perkins. <laughs> uh,
5: Scotty, any, any thoughts on your first first round matchup there? I think he's like the four-time defending champion. Look, I'll say this. I woke up a little late, a little late on uh, on that day. Uh, jumped on Twitter. Uh, got a lot of notifications. I saw 20 plus on there. I was like, oh, God, am I getting canceled? What is this? Am I about to get, like, am I getting canceled right now? And I click on it and I see myself already getting my ass kicked in this Twitter poll, just already, like at probably two hours in. And I'm just like, you know, Randy, you know, I appreciate being put in the Twitter poll, but you kind of just fed me to the lion's den there with Bucky, you know, Bunky. He wins every time. So, you know, I'm a little upset. I'd say uh, I was the underdog, no doubt, no doubt. Bunky's kind of the king of Ole Miss Twitter, uh, if you would say. But, you know, I'm just – uh I'm a little upset I'm a sixteen seed. I thought I was a little higher, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's okay. I understand. I'll be back. And for you know, just a reference, I am the first burner ever to make it into this bracket. I just broke the I broke the cycle. The burners finally have a voice. So I'm happy. I'm happy regardless. Yeah, it was an ass kicking. I figured it would be. It was already an ass kicking as soon as I woke up. So yeah, I uh I figured that was coming, but, you know, glad to be there. Don't feel the ranking was very justified. Glad to be there. I'll try and compete harder next year.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not sure if you're the first burner. Wasn't last year's champion a burner account in Bunky Perkins? He's not a burner. <laughs>
5: <I> <laughs> he's mean, not a
1: burner. He's not a burner.
5: Kind of. I, was, I wouldn't say he's a burner. He's, like, famous. Like, that's not, like, a burner. Yeah, he did not have his name on there, but I don't know. Yeah. We could tomato tomato, but you know, I'd say for I'd say for an account that just started, you know, five six months ago, I'm doing all right. Just jumped into the old Miss Twitter celebrity group that fast, crazy to think about. So uh,
1: I'll be back next year. You got to get your strength of schedule up next year, and I'll, i know. I, yeah. I, I'll give you some credit, even though you were a 16 seed, you were going against probably the toughest competition. You kind of held your own. competition. You held your own against him. I mean,
5: you know, I was. You didn't it make was big interesting. Ball. It was it was interesting because I I looked at it and it was only like 500 votes and I was down like 80 to 20. I was like, damn, just wait till like all the all the boomers get off work and start voting for him. I'm gonna get my ass kicked. It's gonna be like 95 to five, and uh, and it kind of stayed steady. I actually ended up gaining some votes towards the end, 83 to 17, I think. So you know. I'll uh, I'll be back next year. Yeah, it was humbling, no doubt, but uh, you know,
2: there's always next year I'll say. I just wanted to say I think Randy is just jealous because he's neither pretty popular or funny. So he uh <laughs> he puts you up against Bunky just to kinda I don't know, I think there's a, a little bit of jealousy there. Do you think that, uh, do you
5: think Randy got mad at my Twitter interactions and, and put me on there, put me as a sixteenth seed on purpose? Ooh. I think he I ooh, think ooh, he got
2: no, I think he got mad at Josh because of the photo that he tweeted that said, uh, "You guys are just mad about a dude who made a Twitter poll that looks like this." And um, oh, yeah, yeah. That and so funny. I think he, I think he took it out on you because we all laugh. I was just,
5: a, I was just the next seed, you know. Yeah. he's just like F- Scotty, sixteen seed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Cool. I
2: think that I think he was just taking it out on. You <laughs> hey, too. next
1: year you could so go, against, you could go against Lane Kiffin or Kermit next year and really get an ass beating. Yeah. Told okay. Him, yeah, already, yeah.
2: he's already setting you up for failure. He already you know is. what?
1: You know what?
5: If you're going to put me against Bunky Perkins or Lane Kiffin or Kermit or one of them, just don't include me at all. <laughs> just leave me out of it. Put I don't know. Put some random kid in there and just let him get his shit ran. <laughs> what if I that know. Ryan kid in there.
1: Well, What if I, What if yeah. I put you against the meat market?
5: Bro? Put the the uh, against the meat market? Yeah. Well, I definitely wouldn't have thrown a fit if I lost. I know that, but you know, regardless. Uh, I think I would have held my own against the meat market. You know, We'll see. Uh, on Maybe that note, next year.
4: Because we do have him on, uh, we got Jonathan with at Landshark Nation on. and Jonathan, you came in as a five seed. Uh, kind of curious how you feel about this, considering you probably were the same way. You woke up or... You know, you're sitting there and all of a sudden your phone just starts dinging with all these notifications and you're just probably like, what the hell is going on right now? Uh, what were your thoughts when you started getting all that yesterday?
3: Well, uh, I follow I follow Randy. I, I like his content, man, his uniform stuff, straight fire. So uh, I definitely checked out about it once a day. So, yeah, he, he tagged me and it was pretty, pretty interesting. So uh, I thought five was fair in the miscellaneous department.
2: There you go. Well, no, I want to say this with my previous statement about Randy not being pretty popular or funny. We never said he wasn't talented. Okay, so he can make some great edits and stuff like that. But uh he's gotta he's gotta work on the looks department in my opinion. You gotta be you
1: gotta be yeah. talented if you're ugly. That's just life. And I learned that early <laughs> he on. Had,
5: he had that cool Kanye West video. Come on, man. The Kanye okay. West video. Throwing the touchdown. Come on, man. That, that was smooth. Hard. I'm not gonna lie, smooth. that was smooth. I can't I can't hate. That was smooth. But other than that, you know, Randy's Randy's interactions are, are a little bit down.
1: They'll be up to
5: They'll be up this morning. Sorry, I'm still really upset. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to
4: calm down. uh, We've been having some pretty big news uh, the past week, especially the past few days, uh, especially on the recruiting front. We've had quite a few guys uh, flip to the sip, as it's being said. And uh, tonight, especially, we got three-star wide receiver Brandon Buckhalter, who was committed to Mississippi State, flip over to us. Believe we also got who was it, Macaylen uh flipped uh, also just very recently, um, basically since we've been on air. Uh, so with that said, and uh, now that we've got uh, Jonathan on from again at Lynn Shark Nation, let's toss it over to you, Jonathan. Um, how do you feel the recruiting is going right now? Uh, what do you think about tonight? What do you think is still coming up? I and mean, we're about a week away from early signing day. Uh, what are kind of your expectations
3: on on what's going to happen? The momentum's high right now. They're finishing strong as you can see. Um adding Pounders, Buck Haller, um, Altmire, um, Sabatini. I mean, the list goes on. Uh I think Ty uh Taiwan Malone, he'll be a February guy, but he's 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 the jewel of the class in my opinion. The defensive tackle out of uh I think New Jersey, I think uh the dual sport guy. So um Definitely uh all the momentum it looks like, and we uh, kind of mentioned it off air. The the John Lewis was a bit of a shocker. I, I really thought you know they had him with uh his relationship with uh Luke Altmaier. So uh, momentum's good. Three straight dubs, and you know, they don't play this weekend, so you can't lose if you don't play. So momentum's up.
4: Looking forward to that. And we'll have to touch on this weekend uh, here coming up. Uh, but we do have uh, James Bruno, our fill-in recruiting expert coming in, uh, filling in the big shoes for Chef Boy I Read in the cooking with chef uh, segment. So James, let's, let's go over to you. Where are we at in recruiting right now? How how are we? What's the temperature?
0: I mean, it looks like it's pretty hot. Them boys are steaming. It's cooking with chef, baby. Another guy to look out for, I think, is like Malik McLean. He's another one to look out for at receiver. Then we have uh, Dion Smith, who is a potential flip that we could, uh, you know, capitalize off of. I think that's a big bump to recruiting. Secondary is looking pretty good. Uh, we got like, like Jonathan said, Sabatini, Breedlove. Go ahead, Scotty. Uh,
5: so what I was just going to say is, I think it's a, I think it's kind of an indictment. All of these just, just out of the nowhere flips and, and the momentum that we've been having with all these different commitments the past few days. There's kind of an indictment on, on the way the the state is falling towards. I think it's really just Ole Miss right now with all the momentum. You see state with a lot of transfers, you see a lot of decommitments coming in. And I think it's just an indictment on how the state is kind of turning and how how good Ole Miss is doing on the recruiting trail, on the field, how exciting the offense is to watch. It's actually it's really coming together as far as all of the as far as all the recruiting and the momentum goes, I think at uh, I think by the end of signing day, whenever it all wraps up, I think all the momentum will clearly be in our favor, and uh, we'll be getting towards the point where we're not even competing against state anymore next year. I think we'll be going for players that are that are far above the talent the state is trying to reach. So I'm I'm looking forward to it.
4: I like that take. Let's start going after the guys at Alabama, Auburn, Georgia are going after, and let's get in that conversation versus trying to even dilly dally around with who who states trying to go after. It's probably the same yeah, guys exactly. as USM or, or something like that. Uh, Soren,
2: I do want to say that it is still is important to get Mississippi kids. Um, I, I'm not about the whole Mississippi made thing, like uh, about, but I do think it is you know. Grab the kids that are really high-ranked uh, in your state. For example, uh, Nicobe Dean. We lost that on him, unfortunately. Uh, what was it, in 2018 or 19? Um, but I do think, uh, as of today, Michaelon Pounders actually committed to us a day early. He was supposed to do it tomorrow, as of us recording right now. Um, but he decided to commit a day early, which I think that just goes to show that how hot we are on the recruiting trail. And with the whole Deion Smith situation, I think that... Ah, uh, there may be some issues going down in Baton Rouge with Ed Ogeron, um, and so I think that our chances with him are are pretty good in my opinion. Um, so I definitely am really excited. Especially Jonathan, like you were saying, Taiwan Malone, um, that kid is a stud, a complete baller. So I, it, you know, I like our chances with him. In my opinion, he's our to uh, our he's ours to lose. Um, especially with the whole dual sport thing, him playing baseball and, and football. So,
4: and Randy, your thoughts on where recruiting is right now?
1: I mean, like guys have already said, it's a lot of momentum going on right now. Um, you know, again, Malone's kind of the kind of the big fish right now. John Lewis kind of hurt. Uh, I don't know. There's a, you know, there's a lot going on there, but I'll keep my mouth quiet. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of momentum heading into this early signing day, which is on the sixteenth. I'm just kind of on the lookout here. Just, you know, keeping an, keep an eye on what's going on because I'm not going to act like I'm in tune with the program or anything or that I even know who's going where. But, you know, it's fun to see everybody tweeting about more to come. Right. We're seeing players, coaches, recruiting staff. They're all tweeting, you know, there's there's more to come. Keep an eye out. And so I'm interested to see what happens there. I'm interested to see what kind of players they can pull in.
4: So you say that your, uh, your temperature is pretty high for, for where we're potentially going to finish at?
1: Yeah, I think my temperature is pretty high. Um, i said say they probably finished top twenty-five if I had to guess. Nice, Jonathan.
3: Yeah, some other names I thought about when we were talking is Markevius Brown at IMG. He uh, teammates with McLean. They're, they're, I need them diehard gifts all all four years, so we need those. Um, uh, Talik Robbins. Uh, he's up up north. I think he's an early enrollee. I think. It's pretty much A and M kind of seeing if they hit or miss on some dudes, whether he is a take at A and M. I think if not, he falls into Ole Miss's lap. Trying to think of any other guys to keep an eye on. I think that's about it for the early signee, other than the guys we've talked about.
2: I will also say that uh I think his name's Jamon Gordon and Isaiah Eaton. Those are huge gets from the JUCO market. I know Aiton's been um Liking some Mississippi State stuff on Twitter, which has kind of been worrying us a little bit. But um, you know, if they both end up sticking with us, which I think that they will, uh, that those are very valuable players um, to this recruiting class, and I think that they will be instant impact players next year on the field. Just want to you know, in case for some reason they were to listen to this, of course, you know, want to give them uh, the shout out and the respect that they deserve uh, for you know coming here and. And, you know, we appreciate, you know, you guys coming to the SIP.
3: Yeah, its I- 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 a big deal. Like, it really is. He He's he's going to be a starter day one. I guarantee you. Awesome. And so, with that said, since we do have a new guest
4: on, I uh, just kind of want to touch base and kind of get kind of a feel. Uh, so, Jonathan, you've been with Landshark Nation. Uh, the account's been around since December
3: 2011. Is that when you – started it uh i mean i started twitter but i've been doing we started like a facebook account i'm thinking 8 oh, i eight i'm gonna show my age here but yeah that's when like tony fine and all them mm-hmm. were you know kicking ass and the tradition really started and i was living in florida then so daytona beach uh big nascar guy so it was great over there and anyways i really just started the facebook group and uh my thought process was you know oh shit we're building this This is going to be fun. It's going to be like the black shirts in Nebraska or the, you know, purple people eaters of Minnesota Vikings. And that was my thought is to like try to get ahead of the brand and make something pretty cool and a good tradition. And as y'all all know, after 09, it just turned into this Alcatraz of just defense. And it's been really hard to brand a defense that is absolute dog shit. So, I mean, it's just (laughs) – other than like fourteen and fifteen, it was it was because when when those years came, I was like, oh yeah, let's go. I could, I actually, you know, was doing shirts, getting a lot of momentum, things were rolling, and uh, it just it went. It's all bad, man.
5: <laughs> then <my laughs> got to the town. Then my got to the town. It was before
3: me, though, man. It was like a year.
5: It, I think it was a year some, before. I think. It, I think it was a year before. Man whenever the defense in 2016 just kind of went downhill but yeah we'll definitely uh,
2: I'm sorry yeah. who, who came to town
5: who wesley McGriff? <laughs> <laughs> okay okay what
2: what did i say <laughs> you said you said uh matt luke uh, to check you on that just, you know well just, you know he he has been in
5: town but not really until he became the head coach then he kinda, and he just kind of and he just ran it to the ground. So he wasn't really in town until then. Decent offensive line coach, but, but that's a the, stretch. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we all, <laughs> I thought he, I thought the offensive line has always been decent. Like, I don't think that's ever been just a super weak point. I think whenever he became head coach, then somehow the offensive line got bad. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it's kind of just a switch out of nowhere. guess he focused less on the O-line and, and, uh, more on, more on being blood, not family, whatever the whatever the slogan was.
4: So back to Jonathan. So you know, like you said, you were around in like 08 You started getting really big. Then, of course, I mean, those first two nut years were awesome. Then the last two nut years were obviously terrible. Um, then we kind of obviously got revived with the Hugh Freeze train coming in, and then of course, you know, the absolute crashing off the cliff. And here we are again, another wave and a, a dip back up, um, I guess, you know, would have been kind of your, you know, few kind of awesome, you know, favorite moments from, you know, the past 12 years, like what really stands out to you is kind of, I guess maybe the, the big shifts in, in our program over the, this past decade. Um, obviously, you know, there's the big Cotton Bowl win against, you know, Mike Leach, which then this, uh, our last game we you beat him for the second time in a row since then
3: uh so I'm sure pretty much all of us the gold standard is Alabama you know the 14 that that's if that's not the greatest day of your oldest Miss life I, you're probably lying so um other than that it's just yeah it's just like you said it's been on this roller coaster and you want to get invested totally with what with what I do and then it's really hard to you know, brand a product that's so bad. So I've had to like branch out to baseball and basketball, which I love almost. I love them both, but it's not really what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a tradition. Uh, I brought in the Tony Fines family, got to meet them, and uh, they're really cool. They came in from Washington State, and I just wanted to make everybody aware of how the tradition started of Land Shark. And man, I, I just I don't like where the schools. Done with that. The mascot thing is for like all the sports. I, I don't know. It's just I, it's a, it was a cool tip of the hat to Tony for sure. But I really wanted it to be a, a football based thing, and like you said, it's been a roller coaster of good, bad, and you know, the real. Oh, yeah, I was going to yeah.
4: say that next next question was going to be what you think the lowest point of these past twelve years has been. Um, personally, I would probably look at that Jacksonville State game. Um, as where I came in I was very there, much as like, all right, we're, are we, are we excited about this season? And that just pretty much took the wheels out for a couple of years afterwards. So,
3: yeah, that, that would definitely, we didn't know it yet, but yeah, that definitely was the, the grenade going off man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, the lowest, uh, losing the, getting drilled by La Tech was pretty rough too though, man. <laughs> or- I was at Ed Ron his last hurrah
5: his second to last hurrah his last two is coming up pretty soon but uh yeah <laughs> oh, that, <boy. laughs> that bad boy is bad i tell you what it's bad over there i'm telling yeah it is he needs to he needs to start another hummer hummer ad or something quick or else <laughs> it's gonna get bad tell him about it
1: jojo <laughs>
2: Tell them about it, Jojo. Maybe he's not
1: calling any <sighs> boosters wives for a Hummer, though. I don't want that kind of ad.
2: I don't know. Is this? I just. I feel like one of the lowest points for me personally, um, and I don't know if, if you guys will feel the same way or reciprocate this feeling. Whenever they revealed the Tony the Land Shark costume, I just. I looked at that and I was just completely just distraught. I was like, "Man, that is, All that right. is the worst thing you could have possibly... I mean, it looks like. It looks like a wrench a damn lizard yeah, a, a lizard wrench
4: i was gonna say i think jonathan that's kind of what you were touching on where it was like you enjoyed the the mascot of it for like tony and what he brought to it and why it originally started yeah. but then yeah you go to this on the field product that you know yeah like you guys just said legitimately looks like a, a good year lizard and it's wrench. now supposed to be, like branded for all Sports—it just—it—it it, it doesn't look right. It doesn't fit whatsoever, and it almost, yeah, it makes people probably feel a little bit like, "Why do we have this again?" Which then, of course, kind of tarnishes a little bit of the the reputation that, that Tony Fine had because of what you know he started this for—something ferocious and and meaningful in the defense—and now we're kind of looking at this is well damn, now we, now we have any, a man chart right in the in the athletic department. With that, let's get into now our freshwater locks from the Tout Box. Uh, we got ten games picked for this weekend. All right, so let's kick it off in the ACC. Uh, we've got number seventeen UNC on the road at number ten Miami. Miami comes in as a three point favorite. Uh, James, we are going to lead off with you this week. Uh, who do you have in this matchup?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with UNC. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Miami to uh, to win and, and to cover.
5: we will go with Miami. I hate North Carolina's Powder Blues. I think they're the the worst powder blues, uh, in college football compared to ours. So I'm going with Miami, uh, North Carolina. Please change your colors. That's all I had to say.
1: I'm going North Carolina plus three. They give me Howell. The Miami uniforms are hot this weekend though, so I will I will give them credit. I do am going to go with UNC. Uh,
4: big fan of Mac Brown. Big fan of the UNC powder blue as well too. Uh, mm-hmm. so on that I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and put my pick where, where my money or where my mouth is on that and uh jonathan your your pick on unc
3: miami yeah my many many diaz is a tryhard, but I'm, I'm going with him because uh uh f- phil longo and uh mm-hmm. I, do, I do love sam Howe though man but phil longo can you know just eat it so yeah go go canes and we'll head down to the big 10 where
4: we have wisconsin at number 16 iowa uh wisconsin comes in as a one point favorite uh james you're picking this one
2: uh i think i'm gonna go with wisconsin oh man i know wisconsin just came off of that loss against uh what was it, indiana right this past week and so i feel like they're mm. just gonna be down and i just feel like they're gonna be really depressed really butthurt and so i'm gonna go with iowa i i think Iowa' a solid team
5: you know i'm gonna have to go iowa here i think the uh the corn-fed boys are going to get a dub here. I can't see, uh, I can't see Wisconsin. I just can't, you know, wholeheartedly root for those people because I know they go to, they go to church in Packers, Packers jerseys. So, you know, I can't, I can't root for them. Can't hope for their success.
2: So, I'm going to go Iowa here. There's nothing wrong with being a Packers fan.
5: There is something wrong with wearing a jersey to church, and that's what they all do. Fair enough. So. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, I would like to I would like to argue that wearing a jersey to church is okay, especially a camo one. But Oh, I don't,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Sherman, I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it is.
1: But I don't know shit about either one of these teams except for Red Foreman was from Wisconsin, but I'm going to go I give me Iowa plus 1.
5: Wisconsin's also played three less games, so you got to think about that too. That does factor in, I think.
4: Sundays are for church, hunting and NASCAR. And, I guess, yes, on the flip side, a little bit of NFL football.
5: Raise hell, how?
4: I, too, am going to ride the uh, Iowa Iowa train. Uh, really nothing other than they usually have the hog mollies up front ready to go, and they don't generally get blown out too much. Plus, they're at home. Why not? We'll go Iowa. Uh, Jonathan? Yeah, give me that badger milk and nobody jumping around. Wisconsin. Now we'll head up to the Big Twelve into Morgantown. Uh, We have number eleven Oklahoma on the on the road at West Virginia. OU is coming in as a fourteen point favorite. James, your your thoughts on this one?
2: Oklahoma for sure. I'm I'm gonna have to go with Oklahoma too, just because West Virginia is super like wishy washy and and flippy floppy, and is not. I don't know. There's a part of me that makes me think that West Virginia is just going to pull some out their ass, but I have to go with Oklahoma here.
5: I might have to go with Oklahoma here. I think all the West Virginia girls have daddy issues, and I can't, in good faith, root for that team. So just from the flags I've seen, just from the banners I've seen hung, I think those girls all legitimately have something wrong with them. I'm going to go Oklahoma
2: here, and I hope they win big. Look, I will say this. I'm pretty sure Brandy Love's daughter goes – to west virginia oh yeah i'm sure she's a good she's girl. one of the ogs man i look i just i gotta give respect to to where it's deserved because it's a very
3: morally I'm, loose school
2: i'm pretty yeah. sure
5: west virginia has like three famous porn star daughters that go there it's just like you know if your mom's in the in the you know the the sex business you're just gonna go to west virginia i don't know what it is some might say it's an actual porn hub Brandon Walker. Brandon Walker says we're morally bankrupt. Go to West Virginia. I do probably. do have the highest rate of STDs? I mean, I thought that was Florida State, but I'm sure they're both tied.
1: Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> so Randy, your pick on this game. <laughs> well, the Pornhub comment almost made me change my pick, as well as the Brandy Love information. I didn't know that when I made my picks originally, and I've already turned them in. So I'm just going to stick with Oklahoma minus 14. Give me Spencer Rattler and the Sooners. I will disagree
4: with all of you. Um, it's a general disdain for the state of Oklahoma and the University of Oklahoma. Therefore, I don't pick them unless it's an Oklahoma-Oklahoma state matchup. With that said, West Virginia cover is
3: 14. Uh, Jonathan? Yeah, Big Earn McCracken's not coaching at West Virginia anymore, so I'm going OU. Pretty big. And now we'll head over to the
4: one of the games that should generally be all by itself. Um, Navy at Army. Army's coming in. Seven point favorite, James. Let's head over to you. What's your pick?
0: I'm gonna go with Navy. I'm gonna go with Navy. Feels like a safe bet.
2: My stepdad was a CB, which they're a part of the they're a part of the, the Navy, and so I'm gonna have to go with the Navy on this one. Just because, man, I got I got to give respect to my stepdad. He served for 26 years, man. So, you know, they they better not lose, or I'm gonna I'm gonna be really eating it. So, you know, I saw a. Uh, A college game day sign one time, and it
5: said Navy has small decks, and ever since then I've just rooted for Army every single time because that's just a great sign. I'm gonna have to go Army here, just on the sole purpose of that sign. I think that was a a very clever by the Army guys. I'm gonna have to go Army here. Can't root against
1: them now. You're disrespecting a future Army soldier. You're disrespecting a future Army soldier. (laughs) I'm but, sorry,
5: they just have they have small decks.
1: That's the you know, navy. The navy is small decks, and because of that, I can't root for a seaman. And so I'm <laughs> going go to go with army. Give me army minus seven. Army won the uniform battle already. Uh, just give me army all day. I generally lean navy. Uh, usually, like uh, what Coach Ken does up there.
4: This one navy hasn't looked too hot this season. Uh, with that said, it's also a weird game. It's the first time this game's being played not at a neutral site in I don't really know how many years. It, I, I know Philadelphia is hosted at 89 out of the 120 years. I know sometimes it's played down in Baltimore. Uh, so definitely different look this year for it to be up at West Point. But um, I think maybe Navy's going to be scrappy on the road. And uh, hopefully they can pull, pull something or at least keep it within seven. Uh, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm going to Army. That's it. And then we'll go out to the Pac 12, where I guess they're still kind of playing some football here and there. Uh, we're undefeated, number 15, USC, is at UCLA. Uh, USC comes in as a two and a half point favorite. Uh, James, what do you have?
2: I'm going to go with USC. I got to ask you, do you know what time this game is being played? No, I'm talking about like to, to Earl, like what do you know what time?
4: Yeah, uh, that's a good question because I know we've had some 9 a.m. games out there. Uh, it's Saturday, December twelfth at six thirty PM.
2: Okay, so it's going to be played at the nighttime, and I'm just telling you guys right now, Pac twelve in the dark is just weird. Things really happen, so um, I'm going to have to go with UCLA, the Bruins, on this one, uh, just because of that sole purpose. If it's going to be played at night,
4: I'm not sure if a Bruin is a nocturnal animal, but with that said, we'll head over to Scotty
5: for this one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go USC. Just some, the sole fact that Lane Kiffin used to, used to coach there. And, yes, he got fired on the tarmac. But I think he learned a lot there. I think he and Coach O learned a whole lot there. And I think, uh, I think USC minus 2.5 is a safe bet here. UCLA's been struggling. I hate both these schools, by the way. I hate both the California schools. They just – they're the worst. I don't know why. I can't explain it. But I'm going USC here. I think they're going to handle UCLA – by a lot it's not even going to be closed
1: i'm going to go usc minus two and a half uh ucla did announce the other day that they are signed with jordan now and no longer under armor but i still think usc pulls it out despite that wonderful news
4: and that will make ucla the first jordan school in the pac-12 which the only seals jordan deal with every big conference, and I think you've mentioned it before, they only do one team per conference. So it'll hard be interesting to see how they start to break into different markets uh, with that same same rule out there.
1: It'll be interesting to see if they start taking away Jordan sponsorship for performance. It's kind of what I'm interested in seeing. If they move it from one team to the other due to performance,
5: <laughs> if your team sucks, like if your team sucks, you like you can't be sponsored by them anymore. You're now Nike.
1: That's all. Awesome. you no longer Jordan.
5: <laughs> That's awesome.
4: Like the NCAA is not going to do the relegation. The Jordan brand is going to do the relegation. <laughs> Jordan's actually going to start swaying teams to get from the power five down to the group of five.
5: If your team is bad, you're going to have to play naked. That's
1: the rule. That's the rule.
4: Well, on that note, I'll go streaking and take from Will Ferrell's uh, former place education. Uh, I'm going to take the Trojans of USC. Uh, to come in and, and cover this, I think that they're my dark horse uh, in the playoff. Even though there's absolutely zero chance, but I would like to see them go undefeated in the Pac-12 and and get kicked out. Even though Ohio State might only you know wind up playing five games and, and be in the playoff uh, with that. Uh, Sorry. And With did that, you, Jonathan, your, your thoughts you on say,
5: that? Did you say you were going to go shrieking? Okay. Well, we're going to hold if, you to you, that. If,
4: you, if USC wins, we're going to so
5: post it on the Bay Check. We're going to hold you <laughs> to that. Don't worry, we'll just get like the behind shot. I'm
4: going to go drop
1: my worm. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the intro. I'm drop. I'm drop drop, wag. My
5: worm. <laughs> drop the wag a worm. <laughs>
3: Is everybody? I, I don't know about y'all. I just forget Chip Kelly's at UCLA. Hadn't done shit. Uh, uh, Troy Aikman was all all pumped up. He's he <laughs> does not really talk about it anymore. But uh, uh, was it Clay Helton? That, that man's on like his nineteenth life. So uh, I'm gonna go nineteenth life and nineteenth quarterback. So I'm gonna. I think I'll go USC. It's definitely the little sisters of the poor fighting themselves out there. For
4: Am I the only
2: one. one that picked UCLA? I
4: believe so. Okay. Well. We'll see who comes out on top. Um, And with that, let's head into the SEC slate. We've got number one Alabama at Arkansas. Uh, Bama is a 31.5-point favorite this weekend. Uh, James?
0: Oh, they're going to kill them by like 50.
5: So every single time I pick – I hate Alabama so much. I keep trying to pick against them, and it always just works out so bad. I don't know what their team is this year. They're all just a bunch of like Megatrons. It sucks. But I'm going to have to take Bama here. And so help me God, Bama – if after I finally pick you to cover a spread, you do not cover a spread, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive down Tuscaloosa and just start fighting you guys outside of the practice facility because I have picked against you all so much. And you guys have always beaten the shit out of the team. So please come through for me for once. That's all I ask. That is all I want.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Alabama. minus thirty-one and a half two. I know it's a high line, but I just can't pick against Crimson Tide. It just doesn't work.
4: I'm in that same boat. I I tried to pick against them one time, and they legitimately doubled me up on it. So until they prove that they can't beat a team out by you know six touchdowns, I'm I'm going to roll with the
3: Tide. Uh, Jonathan, is that is that Frank's guy back yet for Arkansas, or is it still um, uh, Jefferson? I don't.
0: I don't, I don't think, think he is. Either.
3: Man, you know that you know these games, man. It I'm gonna go Arkansas, man. I okay. think I think he'll I think he'll want to win nasty, and I don't think he's gonna run it up on Pittman, man. So I, I'll go Arkansas, terrified. But yeah, I'm going with him. Now we will head into the uh, top twenty-five matchup. Now this
4: this week uh, we got number nine Georgia at number twenty-five Mizzou. Uh, Georgia comes in as a thirteen-point favorite. James, your your thoughts on this matchup?
0: I think I got Mizzou upsetting them. I I just feel like Georgia's been kind of off lately. Like the last few games, they just seem kind of off. They just seem like they're down. So, I, and Mizzou's kind of been on fire lately. So I, I just feel like Mizzou's got the momentum. I just yeah. All right, all right.
4: Uh, Soren. Oh, oh, sorry, we lost Soren. So we'll uh, we'll update his picks on the on the on the graphic. Uh, Scotty. So I
5: kind of agree with what James was saying. Georgia has been doing. Pretty bad lately, uh, especially with that seven point victory against Mississippi State. How shameful! Um, I feel like I feel like Missouri is going to play this game close. It's going to be very close to the very end, and I don't think Georgia will cover the spread. But I think Missouri plays this game close. They have been very solid. What I think his name is Drinkwitz. I don't know how the hell you pronounce that, but I think it's Drinkwitz. What he's been doing there is really impressive. You know, he kind of came in as that coach that. That no one really knew about. He came. He came in against a lot of other big hires, and no one ever really thought about him. He was the afterthought, but he's done really, really well there, and I'm honestly really impressed with the program he's building. So I think this is going to be kind of his break. I don't think he'll beat Georgia, but I think he'll get really close, and they'll put their name on the map. For real, I think. Uh, I think Missouri is Missouri's trending up for sure.
4: Missouri is en route to becoming the 50th state in the nation.
1: <laughs> I'll be in the ground, six feet underground, for Missouri is recognized as a state. But I'm seeing shades of Chase Daniel. Missouri's ranked again. And so give me Missouri plus 13. I, I hate it. I picked Mizzou,
4: but now I'm kind of uh, a little cautious uh, for all on the underdog in this one big. But um, I'm, I'm with you guys. They've looked impressive. It's been. They've had some exciting games. They've been close games, but they've they pulled them out. And I feel like this is one, too, where, yeah, Georgia's trending a little bit down and Mizzou's trending a little bit up. So hopefully that momentum happens, uh, and it's not one of those. Well, kind of saw it coming, and probably should have gone the opposite way.
3: Uh, but with that, Jonathan, your thoughts on this matchup? The hot rumor, I don't know if it, true or not, but uh, Drinkowitz was the pick if it wasn't for Lane Kiffin to come to a Miss. That's, that's what I've heard. I don't know. That would not have gotten me fired up, even though he's a good coach. but. An that state, I don't know if the fan base would have responded to that. Saying that, I'm, I'm going with them. I'm with y'all. Uh, I think they can cover that spread.
4: I agree with you on that. I think um, where we were at coming off of the uh, man who will not be mentioned so that I don't have to find the bleep uh, edit button. Yeah, it was very much a of a we needed something that was going to be very exciting. Even though he's a great coach, he just was not that exciting of a name at that point in time. So, um Good to see him doing well and obviously making a mark and definitely being up in the East where we don't have to necessarily face him quite too often. Uh, And with that, we're going to head over to Nashville where we've got Tennessee at Vanderbilt uh, slapping each other with Tennessee as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, James, your thoughts on this matchup?
5: Tennessee for sure. (laughs) You know, this is kind of funny because this is like the two bottom feeders of the conference. This is the two worst teams I've seen play in a while. Um, it's just so hard to pick a spread here because you never know how bad one of these teams is going to be on a given day. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Vanderbilt here, actually, against Tennessee. I think this actually ends up being a close game. No, Vandy's not going to win the game because they're never going to win a game again. But I think this is going to end up being sort of a uh, 10, 13-point, Tennessee win, but it's going to be close towards halfway through the third quarter. I think Vandy's actually going to play him kind of tough because Tennessee is awful too. And if Tennessee does end up losing this game, which would be hilarious, Pruitt's out. Pruitt's out immediately. I think there's no doubt about that. And with that, I'm taking Tennessee to win, but Vanderbilt's going to cover the 15.5 spread.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Vanderbilt plus 15.5. You said earlier these two these two teams are just slapping each other. I mean, it really feels like they're trying to kill each other with a rusty spoon. Like th- these teams are bad. Vanderbilt's bad too. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's going to be hysterically funny. And Vanderbilt keeps it within ten with a clutch field goal late. Dude, are you serious? Like I'm legitimately sitting here like. My
4: whole take is this is going to be the new recreation of Rudy. In twenty twenty, we're gonna see the game between Tennessee and Vanderbilt that has absolutely nothing on the line come down to the last second field goal. <laughs> Vanderbilt's gonna kick it. It's gonna go in, oh and we're gonna be like watching this movie in five years on the big screens. Actually, maybe not even on the big screens in like some three dimensional Oculus type. Realm and everybody's gonna go, Oh man, I don't even remember that movie Rudy anymore. I just remember this Vanderbilt movie. Sarah Forrest so movie. Phenomenal, uh, with that, exactly. The Sarah <laughs> movie. And with that, I have Vanderbilt
3: covering the spread and potentially uh, last second field goal covering this, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, the fighting Kumar rockers, uh, don't I don't, I don't, I, man, this is this is rough because I, I want, I want mass weapons of mass destruction in Knoxville, but. I I just can't see him losing this game, man. Yeah, they'll beat him by more than fifteen.
5: If Sarah Fuller kicks a game-winning field goal, I'm deeming her right after the game. I don't care; it's worth the shot. I've already. I'm gonna do it immediately. I have
1: come up with the perfect name for Earl's movie, too, though. A kick in the balls.
5: (laughs) 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 Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Oh man! And. And
4: speaking of getting kicked in the balls, we'll go down to Gainesville. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Local baller Balls uh, for your $5 all-you-can-drink whiskey and Cokes. Uh, not sure if it's actually still around, but if it is, be sure to check them out. Uh, we've got LSU at number six, Florida. Florida's a 23-point favorite in this one. Uh, James, your, your thoughts? Florida for sure,
2: no doubt. Uh, I'm gonna go with LSU on this one, just because every time that I've picked Florida to cover the spread these past few games, they haven't, and so they've just pissed me off to the point where I can't, I, I can't pick them anymore. So I'm going with LSU. So
5: after the uh, the recent allegations that came out with LSU, that I would love to talk about later, um, I can't see. Them wanting to play for anything, they know the bowl is obviously not going to happen now. I think that Florida comes through and absolutely just destroys LSU. And it gives LSU a lot of deflation. It gives them absolutely no reason to play for our game, which will benefit us later. I think that Florida comes in and wins by 30, honestly. So I'm taking Florida here. LSU is done for this season half their players are already wanting to transfer like today. So, I am I'm expecting Florida to win big here. Arete Gilbert just transferred. It's just not a it's just not going to be
1: a, a a good game for LSU. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, give me Florida. Give me Florida minus 23. Trask is my Heisman favorite still. He looks amazing. Um that Florida offense is really good. <laughs> so, LSU's looked just awful, like putrefied asshole awful. Um like you guys said, I mean, kicking kick the balls might be a good name for this game. It's going to be not only a kick in LSU's balls, but a kick in the balls of whoever sits and watches three hours of this football game.
4: Um, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm taking Florida to cover this one. LSU's just bad, and I, I feel like if Dan Mullen can get some revenge against somebody, why not take it out on
3: LSU? Uh, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm with you, Florida. I just want to see Ed yelling at Bo Pelini again, and – uh, I'm dead because it's all his fault, guys. It's all Bo Pelini's fault. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with Randy Trask is f- just a freak man. I, I I knew it when we saw him the week one. Uh, yeah, just Gators pits Trask. That's it by about forty plus. And for our
4: last game, we'll uh, head down to the Farmers Bowl presented by Caterpillar. Caterpillar. Got Auburn at Mississippi State. <laughs> Auburn is a six and a half point favorite. Randy, who do you have in the FarmersOnly.com bowl? Uh,
1: I have Auburn minus six and a half. Um, I would even go to venture as far to say this game is is going to be sponsored by furniture market companies like the Furniture Plants rather than rather than the far or Farm or Farm whatever State Farm. I think you know maybe Franklin Furniture Company is probably sponsoring this football game. Sponsoring a lot of players that are playing in it. So,
2: uh, yeah, Auburn, for sure. Uh, you know, instead of um, whatever you said, Randy, about the furniture people, I think actually that a tractor supply company down here in Wiggins is going to be sponsoring some of the players we be playing. Um, and so, with that being said, for some reason, and I hate doing this because I hate Mississippi State, but there's some sort of inclination in me that's telling me that Mississippi State's actually going to be able to pull one out of their ass this week. But with that being said, it's state all the way. I'm picking Auburn.
5: Well, this is a uh, pretty interesting game. You got Auburn quarterback Bo Nix, who uh, will not acknowledge his kid, versus Mississippi State quarterback, who looks like – Will Rogers, who looks like he could be Bo Nix's kid. So, you know, I'm going to sit here, and I think think Auburn's going to win this by 14-plus easily. I think Mississippi State is basically deflated. I don't know if they're down – past 49 scholarship players now, but uh, hopefully they're not for their sake. But I think it's getting to that point. And I can't see Auburn winning this game by less than 14 points. I think Mississippi State is just going to just gonna do worse and worse from this point out if they do play another game. I see Auburn winning this by 14 plus for sure.
4: Let me be honest. I have picked Auburn. I've got it on my sheet right now. After hearing the optimism about Auburn stomping State, I'm going to have to, and I hate to do this, give State a little bit of credit here. And I think that there's a potential that Mike Leach might actually get a win against Auburn. Auburn's down bad. They've got, you know, Gus Miles on on the ropes. He might not actually be back next year. Um, meanwhile, you know, who really knows what's going on with Mike Leach down in Starkville, but they have played. A little bit better with obviously a very short man staff, you know, definitely on their, you know, due to their own doing. But with that, you know, their forty nine players, all that, you know, not trying to give them a moral credit, but they did play us and Georgia back to back, only winning or only losing thirty one to twenty four, pretty close. Um, Auburn again also down bad, potentially going to be without a coach uh, after this one. I am I am going to have to take a leap of faith and change that to Mississippi State. Uh, to cover this, even though I don't want to, uh, Jonathan, your thoughts? Yeah, you,
3: you hit on a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> Gus, Gus can't lose this game, man. He, I, I know his buyout's enormous, but yeah, um, yeah, I do like the matchup with Rodgers versus old Crime Dog secondary. Uh, he might drop a DN out in coverage, or you know, like they might do some magical stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, I got State i think the state can keep it close
4: and so with that that wraps up the uh freshwater locks in the top box um and we also want to give a special thank you for coming on and joining us uh, to jonathan again with at land shark nation be sure to give them a follow uh, if you don't already uh, not sure who doesn't as they have a massive amount of followers so congratulations and awesome and uh, thank you for taking the time out to talk with us um and with that said everybody else, please be sure to follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the Bait Shack underscore, and be sure to give us a follow on Spotify and also to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts by searching for the Bait Shack and giving us a five star review. And uh, with that, we'll have a good night.